Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey guys, so I just wanted to check in. Um, I haven't been on here in a while because I haven't been feeling great, Um, but I've actually started doing bloodletting and so I just wanted to show some of the leeches that I've been working with through this process and I just wanted to say it's like, it's really amazing and it works better than you think. Like the first couple of times you're like, this is crazy, like I'm fainting, but it really is really worth it, especially if you have cholera. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network, a fine network. It's Wednesday, April 26th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to Tass, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, Hey, yo. And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, here we are. Shout out to the stream team, joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the vid, come on, play your part, comment away, and subscribe. And we got a new merch alert for all you Nuggets fans out there, for all you Robert Pack fans, for all you Lafonso Ellis fans, for all you Dikembe Mutombo fans. This one's for the Brian Stithheads out there. Yeah, uh, no dunks advancing. <laughs> we always advance, but the Nuggets <laughs> also advanced last night. We'll get into that game and that series, and so we have a brand new... No Dunks slash Nuggets merch for you. And you go to nodunks.com for that. You can get it on a t-shirt. You can get it on a hoodie. That's fire. It's nice to have a mountain on a shirt. <laughs> I like I it. That's so nice. And look, if you're a Suns fan, we got old Suns merch for you too. We yeah. made it forever ago. Yeah. yeah. We're not updating it because the Suns didn't really. Go to nodunks.com mm. for all of this. Yeah, buddy. It's cool to have a, cooler to have a, nugget, or a mountain on a shirt or a valley on a shirt. Mountain. <laughs> A it's mountain or a valley. If yeah, you wear them next to each mountain. other and hug, it's like a, a yin-yang. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Exactly. We got three exactly games to recap last night. We got a bunch of news, but we also had a wedgie. Our first wedgie of the playoffs. Yeah, we had a couple in the play-in, but that's just the postseason. These are the playoffs, baby. Hashtag playoff mode, and it was Trey Young. Late in the game against the Celtics. Sticking the very highly placed wedgie there oh, yeah. on that left-hand floater-like layup. So, 55 wedgies. We needed it. Like I said, our first one here of the actual playoffs. And 30 we're still going seconds. For the record. 30 seconds on the clock, too. Key wedgie. Especially then what happened after oh, it. The yeah. jump ball. <laughs> the, the Hawks have a brain <laughs> fart. A Kongu's looking Double around fart. complaining about something, and uh, Robert Williams gets the alley-oop on the other end. It looked like they looked like the wedgie maybe was going to win the Celtics the series. That was like a four-point swing on the wedgie. Right. Trey Young layup to Robert Williams dunk. Uh, but as we'll see, uh, if you stick a wedgie, good things come. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's Good things what come to those who wedge. He, he, Ice Trey fed the wedgie gods. And they blessed him. Exactly right. With the game winner, and man, what a shot from Ice Trey. Hits the deep three 
to lift the Hawks Ka-ka! to the 119-117 win over the Celtics. Shocking a lot of us to give us a game six back here in Atlanta. Bumping Janet Jackson from State Farm Arena. I guess she's here tonight. She was supposed to be there on Thursday night, but the Hawks got to play a game, a game six versus the Celtics, so Janet gets bumped. To Friday night? Is that what they do? Yes. All right, there you She's go. splitting it. Wednesday and Friday. She puts on a great show. She still sells out arenas. No. Do you now think she, she should... gets a day of rest? Come on. She's going to be on fire oh, on no. Friday. I think she should be the halftime performance at the Hawks Celtics game. Yeah, exactly. She's here. We know she doesn't have plans right. for Thursday night. <laughs> well, what a shot, though. And, and what a what an ending here from, from Trey Young scoring the Hawks' last 14 points, including that. 30-foot bomb, the dagger over Jalen Brown. Unexpected with the way it happened from the Hawks' side and from the Celtics' side. They were up 13 with six minutes to go. They could have easily put this thing away. And some bad Celtics' habits, some old bad Celtics' habits of getting into isolation, not moving that rock, settling for threes. Last 5.30 of this game, they only had two baskets in there from Rob Williams. Uh, So that's shocking in a game without DeJounte Murray where they should be able to get to the hole, and they were. Uh, Tatum was 7 of 11 on his twos because he was able to get to the line, but they struggled in the last few minutes, and Trey absolutely made them pay. This is a Hawks trademark. Let's get down, and then let's bomb. (laughs) Uh, And that's what they do at the end of games. And Trey is hot. Uh, in, in fourth quarter, he scored 16 yesterday, 64th quarter points now in the series. <laughs> That's what he does. Uh, and, yeah, he, he he lined up a one a couple minutes earlier that was deep, that missed. Uh, so I think he got warm for that <laughs> that shot. Jalen Brown, he was right out there. Uh, he was pretty freaking close to that ball. I mean, you get he got as, as stretched out as possible, and that was it. Uh, but the Celtics definitely let this thing go. And now they have fewer days rest if they move on to the second round. And Joel Embiid's waiting, baby. He's waiting. In- injured Embiid gets two more days rest uh, for those legs. His performance in game one should be as good as Janet Jackson's on Friday night because he should be feeling <laughs> should be feeling good. And Celtics fans have the right to be upset. Another flight, another two days yeah. lost of rest for them. Uh, but, the, but the you know the Hawks got the recipe of, of Trey shooting well from three. Celtics shoot shot poorly from three, and they didn't turn the, the possession battle was absolutely even, so it worked out. Thirty eight points, thirteen assists for Trey Young. Bogdanovich had a great game, you know, slotting into the starting lineup for Dejounte Murray, as you guys had uh, thought would probably happen. You had a great game from John Collins. Big John. 22 points. I mean, this was like probably on the short list of one of his better games of the season. I don't know, like top 10 probably yeah. when you look at all of his game logs. He gave up that Rob dunk, though. He didn't get back on that wild, wild jump ball. After the jump ball, I yeah. thought him and Okongwu yeah. both. Kongu was <laughs> literally like going like of. this, looking around, like wondering what the hell was going on. And you Weird. thought it felt like that was the game there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the Celtics, they made some boneheaded fouls, really. I mean, that Marcus Smart one with 16 seconds oh. to go. Yeah. That's just Marcus Smart trying to like do a little too much. He's like, I'm going to poke this out. I'm going to get the game-saving steal. He's done it before, but he got his hand on it and then, you know, it goes the other side and he just like he takes out Trey Young at the legs. The official standing right there. They're going to call that, you know, 99 times out of 100. So that was just like a, it's like a little too much, man. Yeah. Slow down a bit. Let's just play some defense, but uh yeah, they did themselves no favors and now they got to go to Atlanta and try and win game 6. They they might I'm not going to go to the game. 
<laughs> Every time I go, the Hawks lose. Game two in Boston, obviously the That's last game point, here in actually. Atlanta, so I will avoid this one. Uh, but yeah, what did you think of uh, Trey Young here, the Hawks' performance, and then the Celtics sort of blowing it? Yeah, that's why I'm still Team Trey. Uh, I know he was just named the most overrated player in the Athletics Anonymous Player Poll, but like ESPN's Tim McMahon always says, he's got the cojones factor. He does. Great shot uh, from Trey Young. Kind of surprised. Jalen Brown is what Jalen made it sound like uh, in the post-game press conference, saying he didn't need a three. He only needed one. You're not necessarily expecting Trey Young to pull from 30 feet with a couple of seconds left on the clock, but he was ready to make it and in such a good rhythm that that's a Trey Young makeable shot. He's been on fire the last three games, 32-9 and nine in the Game 3 win, 35-15, and 15, though padded those numbers a little bit, I thought, at the end of Game 4. And then last night, 38-13, and 13, he showed up when the Hawks absolutely needed him to, and then the bad Celtics that we've seen more so last season showed up when the Celtics did not want him to. Four turnovers for Boston in the first three quarters of this game, four turnovers the last four minutes, and even their players were basically saying, Specifically, these were bonehead plays. The foul by Smart, you could see Jalen Brown saying, why would you foul them? Yeah. Uh, just bad stuff. You live by the Smart, you die by the Smart. He was awesome down the stretch in Game 4 uh, for Boston, but he's going to have games like this uh, as well, too. And you just hope to survive it. Unfortunately for the Celtics, they were not able to. Kind of weird to me, though. It seemed like they went away from Jalen Brown in the fourth quarter. The guy was cooking 35 points. He hit a three that put Boston up 13 with six minutes left. Took two shots after that. Had one turnover. And it was just kind of like trying to get to the end of the game by having Tatum bring it up. He's throwing lazy passes over the top. Trey Young was playing great defense in this game. He was really involved on the passing lane, but they should have just kept rolling with Jalen Brown. The guy was cooking and the Hawks did not have an answer for him all night long, but then it turned into Smart and Tatum down the stretch. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah, a lot of Celtics fans too saying, why is even Smart playing so many more minutes than a guy like, let's say, Derek White, who's a very positive in this game, plus nine, Marcus Smart minus 12, uh, and we've seen what Derek White's done all season long, especially even here in the playoffs, and that's a fair criticism, I think, of Joe Missoula. Um I get it, you know, the idea of like, sticking with the vet there in smart he's he's likely gonna make a big player here but not in this one because he also had that um he got called for um an offensive foul like a moving screen or whatever he threw sort of a shoulder yeah with like 150 to go and you know he's also flopping around like crazy out there he did that a couple times like this was a game where yeah you probably could have went a different direction uh and maybe should have and that's why Celtics fans are like Jesus what are we doing here like I thought we've learned some lessons with this team uh, but no, because they've done this before, especially in last year's postseason. Maybe they got it out of their system in the first round here for them. <laughs> but similar stuff happened last year. They got to the NBA final where Marcus Smart made some mistakes. It happened. Uh, so you can look at it as a glass half full. But Because uh, you have Brogdon even to go yeah, to, yeah. Or, uh, along with White. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can move off of Smart in some situations. Totally. Right? Uh, but yeah, we'll go to game six. Any feel on this one? Is anybody going? You guys going to try and get down there? Some standing room only tickets? What are you doing? It's a great question. I already RSVP'd in to play pickup basketball on Thursday night. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if there's an announcement that the Hawks are bringing Zaza Pachulia to game six, might have to be in attendance. <laughs> I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. if the Hawks managed to pull out a game six victory, like let's just say, I don't, I don't think it's likely, but who knows? Who would be the Zaza Pachulia on this current Hawks roster to grab a mic and say, we're going to game seven, baby? <laughs> uh, John Collins? I don't know. Who's the biggest fan favorite 
um, on the Hawks right now because that was the thing. Like, uh, we, we got a short. You should check it out on our YouTube page explaining how the whole Zaza thing went down. And basically, like, he went forehead to forehead with Kevin Garnett during this series. So he was kind of locked in as their enforcer. And, you know, just the fan favorite who comes in deep off the bench and fires everybody up. I think a Kongwu, baby. A Kongwu, yeah. Right? If he just had a huge call. game six, yep. uh, he is a fan favorite, obviously, being a younger guy in the Hawks. Him grabbing the mic. I love it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, they have to. You have to. They have, they have <laughs> to. They or would. at least, I mean, they're going to play the speech, uh, I would think. But, yeah, why not call Zaza? What's he doing? <laughs> He's free. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> should they also, maybe, okay, if Janet Jackson can't play at halftime uh, of game six... Just play Janet Jackson jams throughout the entire game. Sir Foster tickling the keys up there. Every song, Janet Jackson. See what happens. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> See what happens. Okay. Yeah, why not? I'm I mean, terrified the Celtics are going to crush them by 30 in game six. Yeah. But I also thought they were going to win last night. And it looked like they were going to until they shit the bed. And Trey <laughs> Young said, no. I, I, I have done this before, and uh, I'm going down, you know, Shooting. Like, how many shots did the guy take in this game? And this is the other part, the coaching of the Celtics in Missoula. It's like, yeah, he he did pull up deep. Yeah, they only needed two. But also, anybody but this guy who's just been going on an insane run here, like, maybe do what we saw the Warriors do, obviously, with De'Aaron Fox, and just, like, just run a body at him and let a Bogdanovich beat you. Let a John Collins beat you. Let somebody else uh, try and do it, but... He pulled up from deep. I mean, that's Curry level deep. 33 shots for his 38 points. Wow. Um, and shots. yeah, I think if there's anything positive for the Celtics to take from this is yeah, the the, the deep shots, the three balls. You know, it's what the old guys say, and in this instance, I think it's true. If the if the three ain't falling, especially against this Hawks team, you can drive it. Um, it, it I, I know the the Hawks were doing their part as much as they possibly could be on the boards and and but the Celtics could score. I mean the Celtics can score when they get into the lane. So maybe that's a good side for them in the weeks ahead if they advance that they just stop taking threes when they ain't falling. Uh, especially when they have an advantage, but I mean Tatum 1 of 10 yeah. from 3 in this game. Uh, and 7-11 on twos. It's, it was pretty right. clear where the game was going for him, but he decided, nah. And Jalen Brown was having a monster. It's true. Uh, he was awesome. He was I, cooking. I did love this note from John Hollinger at The Athletic. If there's one thing we know about the Hawks, it's that all roads lead to 500. So a win in Game 6 <laughs> and a loss in Game 7 would finish their season record at 45-45. and 45. With only 48 hours in the last three months spent more than one game on either side of 500. There was two days where they were more <laughs> than one game above or below 500. So maybe they are set up it here to written. win game six. It is written, yeah. I guess Congratulations so. to the Atlanta Hawks forcing a game seven. Nothing easy. Oh, my God. Uh, wild, wild stuff. Other, one other points. note. Um, as the Hawks were making their comeback in the fourth quarter, the Celtics were obviously turning the ball over quite a bit. You had a bit of a D.R. DeRozan scenario. You could hear a little kid on the broadcast Clearly a Boston fan screaming things such as, Stop giving the ball away! Mm. I thought it was a woman screaming that. Uh, it, seemed, it, just, it seemed like a, a child to me, but uh. I, don't know. I don't, don't know exactly who it was. Maybe it was a woman because this coming from a child is a bit interesting. Get off your knees! You're blowing the game! Yeah, I think it was a woman. <laughs> there was also like a, You're one of the worst refs ever! 
you could hear it. It was picking up this woman who must have been behind Gus Johnson and uh, Greg Anthony, like a row or two behind or something. One fan should be mic'd up per game. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. It's very funny to hear. I wouldn't be surprised if a kid said, get off your knees, you're blowing the Kids game. Kids these days, man. Oh, okay. yeah. Let yeah, us know in the go, stream team. I was 100% You convinced. go to an what arena. You got, kid or woman. Oh, man. I was talking to Rod Benson on Twitter about it. I'm we, sure. we were no, you're, you're probably right. But if you go to a game, you hear stuff like that. Kids pick up everything. Kids repeat stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you think the bomb was saying it under a <laughs> and the kid was yelling? That's what kids do. Uh, you gotta, you got to watch, watch your tone. Watch your tone in front of kids. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on Hawks Celtics? Do you think they can extend the series and give us a game seven, baby, or nah? No, they hit I, 19 threes. I guess it helps their chances. They hit a lot. Well, last I, night. I said six before the series, so I'll go with six now. I don't know how we got here. Smart. This was a wild. I thought it was done in five. Uh, Dejounte Murray comes back. The Celtics have been up. When they want to be up, it feels like. Other other than that, the, the game three, that was the Hawks' best win. I'll take the Celtics. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know which Janet Jackson performance is going to be best Wednesday or Friday. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I mean, I assume Boston will be the favorite um, for game six. But we said yesterday, looking at how the Hawks can pull an upset, it's got to be the Celtics shooting under 40% from three. They were 31 last night. They're never going to stop taking them. That's the thing is that Missoula wants them to play this three-point heavy style. It's very high variance, but that's why you can get up huge and then blow a lead as well. So another poor shooting night. Trey Young has kind of clearly figured out the Celtics defense right now. He's putting up 30 and 15 every single night. So DeJounte Murray is back, which I... Maybe I've forgotten good. until yep. Ziggy said here in the stream. Team. He's been one of the best. He's been the yeah. best hawk, probably. I don't know. Trey Young's been very, very good, but... The, the pair of them won them game three, mm-hmm. trading shots down the stretch. Trey won them game five. They could do it again, I suppose, in game six, but their backs are against the wall. That's good news for the Hawks. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, and the stream team seems to be uh, siding with you guys. A lot of votes for Kid <laughs> over <laughs> what I believe was kid. a woman. <laughs> you have to go back and listen to that tape. Uh, all right, let's keep it going here. Devin Booker scores 47 to lead the Suns past the Clippers. They win the series in five. Douchebag sweep. Yep. Caught me by surprise. Yep, yep. i got to be honest. Uh, the douchebag sweep, for those that don't know, you give game one, and then you win four in a row because you're a real douche. Uh, and that's what they did. <laughs> the opposite of the gentleman's sweep is what we're getting at here, of course, Precisely. where you win three in a row like the Nuggets did, give the other team game four, and then win game five because you're a gentleman. You give them a little bit of a chance. But uh, douchebag sweep, uh, Devin Booker, a spiritual game and third quarter. That was amazing what he did there in the third quarter the 25 point third quarter uh 47 overall like i said he averaged 37 5 and 6 on 60 47 and 86 shooting in this series it's good i think he gets overlooked still i don't know what it is i don't know why um you know we're applauding it people will talk about it a little bit but it doesn't seem when he does these that it gets the fanfare that like maybe a Butler gets or you know other other players in my opinion, um, but yeah. they win and it's a disappointing series because of the whole Kawhi injury and Paul George not even playing. Like don't get me wrong, it's going to be more of a series, but Suns just outscored them. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Uh, yes, we're we're looking forward here to a, a Nuggets Sun series where. They try and guard those guys straight up because in this Clippers series, they were trying to get the ball out of Kevin Durant's hands over and over and over again. And Kevin Durant did a good job of allowing Devin Booker to cook. 
and Devin Booker was ridiculous. Uh, he, yeah, he just, he just took over. Um, he was, I, I think, yeah, we said it earlier in this series. He's definitely overlooked because all the conversations are about Kevin Durant uh, when you talk about the Phoenix Suns because of what he's accomplished. But Kev, uh, but Devin Booker was having his best season before he got hurt. Yeah, he, he was a, He was going to be first team All NBA with a bullet. But then he got injured, yeah. and so he he has been ridiculously phenomenal. Yeah, just finding his groove. Um, this, yeah, I don't want to talk about the next series, but I, I want to talk about the next <laughs> series. No, we'll we'll preview that on Friday before they get going on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, as they both finish the job in five games. It's just it's just hard to guard both those guys. Simple as that. It's it's just simple basketball. He was on fire. They were down, you know, at half. I mean, they had given up a ton of points, the Suns were. And then in that third quarter, just like from the start of it, he was starting to attack, obviously getting to his spots. He chased down like an offensive rebound, falling out of bounds, saves it in, runs to the corner, giving it back to him, splashes the three. It was like those. He was making hustle plays in addition to then. Once he hit heat check mode, I I think there are a few players that are more enjoyable to watch when they're just like in the damn zone. It is Kobe-like in that sense where he just – brings it up and pulls up. He's like, no, this is going in. 10 of 11 in the quarter, Trey. Uh, they almost gave it all back at the end. Uh, good fight here from the Clippers, down their two superstars, uh, to make it a game, to make it like a one-possession game there late. But yeah, That's why think? Booker's, what he's doing in this series is being overlooked a little. The two guys who would be guarding him aren't playing. Yeah. So yeah. they're beating a shorthanded team, but they're beating them pretty well. Yeah, I mean, the Suns really played one quarter in this game. They played that third quarter. Booker outscored. LA 25 to 24 and the rest of the Suns outscored LA 25 to 24 in the same quarter a 50 point quarter in the playoffs that's major Uh, if you're a pessimist you'd say the Suns needed 47 from Devin Booker 31 from Kevin Durant to barely beat this Clippers team without Kawhi Kawhi and Paul George a 3 of 18 from Westbrook and a 1 of 4 from Gordon they gotta get major production from their top 4 but they're able to do it because Kevin Durant can pile up 31 points like an afterthought it's like how's he even scoring there's just random broken plays. He's scoring in transition. Uh, when they get the ball out of Booker's hands, finally, Kevin Durant is there uh, to pick up the slack as well. But these two can score on literally anybody. It's going to get tougher, I think, going forward. The Suns or uh, the Nuggets are not necessarily the greatest defensive team, but at least they'll be fully stocked uh, for their matchup. But yeah. Booker was on fire. The one for me when I knew that the game was going to be over, despite the Clippers' uh, comeback here, was like he got that little rocket pass and just had the fall away, falling to the left baseline. Mm-hmm. That was an insane shot. It's just like, okay, what are you, what are you supposed to do? He was taking the shots that were open, and then the shots that weren't open, he was hitting those ones as well. Ten for eleven in the quarter, good stuff. Yeah, it was Warriors like to me the way they just turned it on. They're down at half and. They're playing with pace, too. That was the exciting part for me. They're moving it really quickly. You think of this team maybe plot it up and, and just find their mid-range shots, but they're playing really, really quickly. And, yeah, if you want to go glass half full for the Suns, Kevin Durant has not found his flow, even though he, he shot well in this game. He started poorly and, and turned it on. He still hasn't found his flow quite yet because they're doubling him. Uh, but that will change, I think, in the next series. Uh, they're going to play him straight up, I imagine, with Aaron Gordon. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, that, that quarter, that 50-point quarter is so Warriors-like to me. Uh, Pace literally smacked them in one quarter, and that was the ball game. They were able to um, keep it close, the Clippers were, uh, with a, a Suns 25-point quarter. They went from 50 to 25 in the, in the fourth. 
and the thinness of the bench and, and all that played a part. But um, the bigger part was Devin Booker and Kevin Durant just being on the floor together. Clippers had chances in this series, even with the Kawhi injury and even missing Paul George. They stole game one. They took home court advantage right away, and that was Kawhi playing in that. His uh, return to the postseason looked incredible. They had a great free throw advantage in game two. Uh, obviously didn't pull it out in the end. They got combined 72 points from Norman Powell and Westbrook in that game three at home. That was without Kawhi. Uh, and then even game five last night, fourth game of the series where they had a double-digit lead. I mean, they were up. Then they were down a lot, and then they were back into it. But they fought hard. We'll get into the Clippers and the Wolves and sort of their next moves and what they need to address in the offseason, what they could possibly look in terms of dealing players and stuff like that. We'll get to that a little bit later in this show. Um, but rough night for Westbrook after the dominant couple of games before that. You said it there, 3 of 18. Uh, he had a bad one in game one, but they won that one. <laughs> he had a, great, a bad great three one for 19 game. Yeah, and he, uh, like, game he, like, he just completely buffed. A layup late. Like, that was a game, man. There was, like, he was, like, left-hand layup. He buffed it. Yeah, he buffed it hard, man. <laughs> yeah, he buffed a three-pointer down three. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're not really expecting Westbrook no. to knock that one down. But we've seen him uh, make a random three here and there in the past before. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Westbrook kept him in these games uh, during games two, three, and four. So you're going to roll with them. Also, you don't really have many other choices. But, uh, yeah, three for 18. It's tough to overcome if you don't have Kawhi. Yeah, going to the line every time. Crazy stat here, a little trivia for you guys. It's a tough one uh, from Statitudes. Westbrook, that horrific shooting night. Fifteen of his eighteen shots he he clanked. Second time in the series, he shot less than twenty percent on fifteen or more field goals. Since the ABA NBA merger, so we're going way <laughs> back, but they're not that old. Okay, okay. Only two other players have recorded multiple such games in a playoff series, right? 20% shooting or less on 15 or more field goal attempts. Okay. So a decent shot. John Starks. John Starks in the 94 NBA Finals. Okay, I thought you might get that one. Uh, the next one, the only other one, I'll give you the I'll give you the year, 2001. The year was 2001. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Glenn Robinson. No, a better player. A is, much, it a, is, it, is it close to home? Go on. Is it Vince Carter? It's not, but no. uh, it's someone that had a great battle with Vince Carter. <laughs> Alan Iverson? Alan okay, Iverson in go. the Eastern Conference Finals. Ah, yes, ah, against the Bucks, right? Ah, uh, I guess he had two stinkers in that one. Stinky. But they won. They obviously won in uh, seven games. And so did uh, well, Stark's loss in seven games in the 94 Finals. But anyway, thanks, Statitudes, for that weird, thanks, weird little dudes. stat. I love that stuff. Uh, any other thoughts on that game? Nah. No, we'll get to the yeah. what ifs with the Clippers sure. and their future, and then we're going to preview, obviously, around two Nuggies, Suns. So that's going to be a fun ass series, I think. Ooh, spicy, Baby. Spicy. Yeah, we'll do that on Friday, like Tash said. But last night's game, the final one, uh, the Nuggets eliminated the Wolves 112 109 behind Jamal Murray. And the Joker. So it's tied at 104 with a minute to go. So the Wolves almost extended their season, almost gave us a game six, but uh, Jokic scored two big buckets down the stretch there, and uh, he had a pretty damn good game, despite shooting like crap for him. 28 points, 17 boards, 12 assists, and then Jamal Murray with 35, including a circus shot. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A circus shot so good that people are just sending around the still image 
of him, him facing away from the basket, holding the ball as yeah. he's close to the ground, wearing brown shoes, but flipped it up over his head. What are those shoes? I don't know. Oh, oh you're the shoe man. Yeah, I was, I, was, I, was doing my, I was doing my work trying to, to find out, <laughs> just Googling Jamal Murray brown shoes. <laughs> and they literally look like <laughs> something he'd wear to a pool. Or, uh, <laughs> they're so odd. Uh, gardening shoes. Uh, but they he was balling. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were totally working. Uh, I thought kind of a cool game for the Nuggets. Shout out to the Timberwolves. Started slow in this series, but figured things out basically starting in game three and actually made it entertaining as things went on. Yep. Jokic, only two for nine in the fourth quarter. I didn't think he looked very good. Towns was playing pretty solid defense. Jokic was throwing up shots that he often makes. It looks sloppy a lot of the time when yeah. he's playing, but he just didn't seem to have a great rhythm, but came through uh, with the offensive rebounds to really put the Nuggets over the edge here. I thought Michael Porter Jr. really struggled in this game, but had a couple of clutch moments. He had the driving dunk to get himself on track. There's that big offensive rebound by Aaron Gordon. That Kicked was it to huge. MPJ. That was a major shot as well. So shout out to MPJ sticking with it. Couldn't score through the first three quarters of this game, but he was hitting the glass and then made some shots when it really mattered. And then old Brown Shoes Murray, 35 points. Looking incredible. Just looking like we've seen from Jamal Murray in the playoffs before. Up and down season this year. He got in a rhythm eventually, but everybody knew for the Nuggets to be a real championship contender, he was going to have to get to bubble Murray levels in the playoffs. And as we've seen in this series, he can still get to, get to that level pretty regularly. You know, I can't wait for Jamal Murray versus Devin Booker and the scoring explosions that's going to happen mm-hmm. in that series. Uh, but yeah, what do you think of this game? Well, yeah, the fourth quarter showed, I think, the Nuggets, if you want to be uh, positive about them, how they can win ugly games. This was an ugly game for them. But offensive rebounds, they are massive uh, size-wise. Offensive rebounds for them also proved to be massive, but they are just a big team. And against the Suns team, you could see some of that happening. They won the offensive rebound battle 16-8. You mentioned the key ones there. They were just chucking up shots. uh, Jokic just uh, you know a cold night eight of twenty nine uh, for him when all is said and done. It's like one of his worst shooting nights ever in the I, league. Yeah, I, <laughs> with I that amount it. of attempts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think they started slow in this game for a couple of reasons. I love Coach Michael Malone calling out his fan base after the game, knowing that they are the they are the number one <laughs> seed going forward here. Against the Suns, they're going to have home court. Against whoever in the Western Conference Finals, if they get that far, they will have home court. But he said. Our fans didn't show up. I, I looked up into the stands, and I asked, what the hell is going on to my coaching staff? And there was a storm in the Denver oh, area. Ooh. And it was an early start, a combination of a couple things. Uh, but, yeah, it was a late start for the Nuggets team. They started so slowly yeah, in this did. game. They, did. they were shooting so poorly, but they are still staying in it and then just got the job done at the end. He, Jamal Murray said the trash talk got him going. Apparently there was some trash talk from the Minnesota side. Could see that coming from Anthony Edwards or something like that. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, a strange one. And uh, yeah, Jokic. So so he was smiling at the end of this game. Like <laughs> I guess just that that shot just went in. A lot of those flippies uh, that he usually does usually go in. But finally, that one uh, that I saw ESPN call a dagger and one. I don't know how you call a dagger flip shot. It's just a flip shot. Doesn't feel like a dagger. Mm-hmm. It was it, well, technically. I guess it fits the <laughs> definition dagger put an end to this team yeah. that's what it was for sure but Jokic smiling as he put a, a an odd flip like only Jokic can as a dagger very fitting uh but yeah it was an it was odd an odd finish to this series but it's an ugly win and so you can be positive about right. that if you think Denver's going to go far and Anthony Edwards had a 
Not a great look. I wouldn't call it that, but a chance to tie the game. They even had an opportunity. It was sort of wild. Online, um, baby. And, uh, yeah, didn't miss by much. Yeah, it sort of just hit the back of the rim there. Otherwise, it was uh, possibly going to overtime for the second game in a row. But he had 29 points, 13 of 27 shooting, 8 boards, 7 assists. And you did say, like, Towns, 26 and 11. That was uh, one of his better games. Struggled from deep, though, 1 of 6. And Rudy, uh, you know, the box <laughs> score looks good. I thought he played Jokic pretty well for a majority, but then there were, unfortunately, like those possessions where they could have really used a defensive rebound. Yeah. And he sort of just got out hustled to the ball, out quick to the ball a couple times. That Aaron Gordon one on the side, I think that was Rudy involved mm-hmm. in that one. And then Definitely. that Jokic one, that was a bit of a backbreaker. But they've got a, a bunch of question marks <laughs> surrounding this team. Missing a bunch of guys, though, of course. No, even Kyle Anderson uh, not playing in this series uh, from, uh, what, games four onwards mm-hmm. um no Nas Reed no who else am I forgetting Jaden thank McDaniels. you Jaden McDaniels yeah man they could have yep. used some defenders like that and some a little more uh bench depth but they did at least make it a little more entertaining as it went on let's take a break because we will do Suns Nuggets <laughs> on Friday but when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about the Timberwolves and the Clippers and the question will be to you guys which team is in a better position as a franchise moving forward into the offseason. We'll debate that, talk a little bit, a whole bunch more. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. All right, if you're joining us live on YouTube, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, We have some breaking news here from our guy Shams about 20 minutes ago tweeting that Clippers star Kawhi Leonard has been diagnosed with a torn meniscus in his right knee. This guy obviously balled out in the first two games of that postseason matchup versus the Suns before that meniscus injury was revealed and he was shut down by their medical staff. Yikes. This guy and the injuries that he has suffered here. Um, well, I was going to ask you who has a brighter future or who's in a better spot when it comes to the Clippers or Wolves might be leaning towards Minnesota with this. Um, I guess we wait to find out. Surgery? Not? Is it just rehabilitation? I mean, that's like what? That's generally six to eight weeks if you're not doing surgery. And if you do, it's three months and to six months or something like that. And yep. this guy, who knows? Maybe even longer with his injury. Uh, past. Yeah, I mean, I guess we will hear in the coming couple of days or weeks whether or not he needs surgery, but the Clippers are done now, so there is enough time to get right for next season to at least be healthy and healed coming into next season, but, I mean, suffering another knee injury now means signing up for another year of load management uh, for Kawhi Leonard and just 
the question mark every single game of will he be on the floor, uh, even if his knee is completely healed by the time next season starts. Yeah, they took this year as slow as possible, so this wouldn't happen. And then Paul George also got injured. Yes, it's uh, it's it's becoming one of those stories, the big what ifs. Now, there's there's no question about it. Uh, Kawhi after 2019. And a championship run where he carried a team, did have the bubble, um, and he was healthy for that. It's easy to forget, but then the, the three years since, with two years left on his contract, what's going to happen? What do the Clippers do as they mm-hmm. go into the Intuit Dome, the new their new arena that should be opened next year sometime? It's got all those toilets, as Steve Ballmer told us. Uh, What do they want to do going forward? I think it's a fair question to ask. With Paul George and Kawhi Leonard signed through 2025, two full years, is it it the old run it back? I I guess you really have no choice. Uh, But it's especially going into a new arena. I bring that up because I I think it kind of goes hand in hand. But it's such a... Such a feeling of pessimism, and yeah. how will they ever? How will you ever positively think? Even a person like me, that I, I always believe, I always think Kawhi is well, especially the way they slow played it this year, that he'll somehow get one more run. But it's now three seasons in a row where he hasn't been able to finish the series. A season. Take load management and the slow play, as you call it, to the extreme, Balmer. <laughs> Shut down Kawhi Leonard and Paul George for the entire regular season. Hand the keys to Russell Westbrook. Say, hey, man, get us into the playoffs as a six or seven seed. We've seen you do it a million times before when you just run the show, put up 30-point triple-doubles, and then just come back and try and give us uh, maximum 28 games over a two-month stretch. Can you do that? Uh, I wouldn't even bet on that because every postseason, these guys just unfortunately cannot stay on the floor, both of them, especially at the same time. Uh, but they're a, they're in a tough spot here because you're right. What, what are they? they don't have any draft capital. All that's gone for the most part to the Thunder in the SGA Paul George trade. They don't control their own pick until 2027. Right. So, yeah. you've And, like, I mean, what would even be the, the like, okay, you say, hey, let's try and trade Kawhi Leonard. I mean, what would you even get in return? I mean, other teams are seeing what happens, seeing the load management, seeing the unfortunate knee injury after knee injury. It's like you're not even going to get back, I don't think, all that much, unfortunately, because his body is failing him. So uh, they're in, they're in a brutal spot here. Probably more likely to be able to trade Paul George. I, I yeah. think uh, yes. his his injuries seem to be more like things that happen yeah. rather than chronic uh, injuries that need to be maintained uh, with Kawhi. But that's like choosing between a rock and a hard place. Like, yeah. do you want do you want the guy who's slightly less injured but still always injured? Maybe so. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like we're gonna be looking at the same Clippers team because. There's not a lot else they can do. Yeah, it's either you trade both of them to me, which is uh, would be a very difficult move, or you yeah, run it back. That is which so is also very... depressing, right? Yes. I mean, it's just bad because <laughs> you've already done this three times. I mean, it's like the definition of, an, of yeah. insanity. Yeah. yeah, you're saying you know what Four they should times. do is uh, set sit load load manage for an entire season. They did it. They already did it. Well, Kawhi Leonard didn't play an entire season and then yeah. didn't play the first half of this season trying to get them. ready for the postseason. And then when he finally played 40 minutes, he got hurt again. Maybe they should just play every game so they're used to playing yeah. games. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the but old they can't. Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, it's... Uh, Something's it weird. If you're if you're resting this much and then when you start playing again, mm-hmm. you keep getting hurt. Same thing happened to Kevin Durant. Like, I don't know. You play 52 games in the end, which... I'm, 
probably is a bigger number than you'd think uh, with all the headlines. Uh, but the Paul George value is probably higher, which sounds stranger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a guy for a guy who came back from that devastating injury way back and uh, seems to be more resilient. So sad. So sad. Yeah, two more years under contract. Yeah, right. And they they're not probably going into the new arena next season. But no. twenty four, twenty five, I yeah. think, is where they have That's uh, right. circled there uh, to uh, go take a bunch of shits in all the toilets. In the Intuit Dome. <laughs> you think someone will try and do that? Take a yeah, I've actually been considering this. I think uh, a, a hilarious piece of content. I used every toilet yeah. in a Clippers during a Clippers game. That would go viral. That would go viral, absolutely. <laughs> but the problem for me is You'd be a how do you liar. generate enough excrement to use every single toilet? Yeah. Peas or poos. <laughs> <laughs> Ones or twos. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, we got time to uh, think about yeah, it. We, we got, got a whole year to plan. <laughs> yeah. Play we got to eat and hold it. I don't know. Playoff P, double P, P's and P's. There's something, something there. <laughs> Play, playoff P. Uh, what about the Timberwolves? Uh, again, the question was going to be until we learned this like uh, real Kawhi news here and, uh, and the severity of that injury is which – Franchise is in a better position. Clips well, are wolves, so I guess it is wolves probably by default. But they at least play. <laughs> it's 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 part of it. Uh, the, the Clippers are moving into their thirties at least, even despite Carl Anthony Towns not looking like a number one guy anymore. At least you have Anthony Edwards doing some record breaking type stuff, and in, in terms of these you know fake records, guys getting to these playoff marks under twenty two years of age. So you've got a number one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah with a bullet. Uh, so you've got to be excited about that. Although the cupboard is bare in terms of draft capital, like the Clippers, mm-hmm. they gave it all away for Rudy. So scary stuff. The Wolves' uh, president of basketball operations, Tim Connolly, his name is being linked a lot to that vacancy in Washington. So who knows what happens there? Um, but whether he stays or goes. The major decision here is, uh, what are we doing with this, this town's Gobert front court? Did we see enough of a sample size where we're like, oh, this isn't all that great. It's a bit hit and miss. Um, or did you not, and you still hold out hope with Ant as your number one guy and these two guys somehow making it work with all the complimentary pieces around it, um, and you can believe in that, possibly with a new coach. Uh, I don't know with Chris Finch or not, but – or or, or – have you seen enough? Like, what's your opinion on that, TK? You're in the front office. Are you like, no, we didn't, it wasn't a lot. Let's go at the start of the season with these, you know, our three guys that we've obviously invested a lot in. Or is it like, no, let's trade, let's trade high as possible on a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, let's say. I don't think they've seen enough to move on from the experiment. Only 29 games played this season for Carl Anthony Towns. Then he came back for the playoffs after a calf injury. So a little slow getting up to speed there were some good moments for cat i thought in particular in game five he like finally put his head down and just started going to the rim um i imagine like for me i've seen enough i don't necessarily think it's gonna work i think the stretch of the season when the wolves were playing their best was when carl anthony towns was out and they were playing kind of a more modern look with Rudy Gobert as their, their rolling big shooters and athlete, athletes are alongside um, Anthony Edwards, and then Edwards going to the next level, becoming an all-star, a 25-point-per-game scorer. That looks like the right way that the Wolves should be playing. You can recoup some of those draft assets. If you do trade Towns, 
but I imagine that they're going to want to take a look at it and see just exactly what it looks like with everybody healthy. That means that Towns needs to stay healthy and be healthy at the start of next season. I think he was coming off COVID at the beginning of this year, so a slow start as well. But they owe it to themselves to at least take a look at it, see that it doesn't work, uh, <laughs> maybe see that what Chris Finch can do, because I'm with you, Skeets. I think he's probably on one of the hotter seats in the league yeah. uh, after the way this season went. And then maybe things change at the trade deadline next year. I don't think that this will be the team till the end of Carl Anthony Towns' contract, to the end of Rudy Gobert's contract. But at the start of next season, I could see the big three still being there. Yeah, I totally think they're going to be there. Towns is signed through 2028, a long time from now. He's got a huge contract. And if you if you even thought about trading him, the value would you know, be good, but they'd hope it would be better later on, I think, in the contract. I don't think this is the time to even even think about it. I think they, they run it back for one more year and work around the edges with that the the roster. So at least at least Anthony Edwards has stepped into that one role number one role. If they have a start of a season next year where Carl Anthony Towns is healthy, maybe he knows. And and she's, yeah, I mean it's very clear that he is in the number two spot. But yeah, the the fit with Rudy Gobert is definitely a fair question as to how far they can go with you know, the, the pieces of Jade McDaniels and and others, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, which is a nice slip into the Mike Conley uh, deal there, and, and others. But yeah, fair, fair, very fair questions. Carl Anthony Towns has to be better. <laughs> he, he's literally going to be paid 58, I think it might be even 60 in his last last year. It's 58 and 26, 27. That's, yeah, it's a, it's a big number. So and when Anthony Edwards gets his max deal, I, I know it's... It's easy to just say trade that guy, um, but what are you getting back? Like what? I mean, well, you might be getting back something. players uh, more on the age timeline of an Anthony Edwards and stuff like that to really build. Again, you're getting off of this problem of having to try and figure out Gobert and Cat playing together. So whatever these new pieces that are coming in, maybe some more draft capital that you obviously gave up a ton in the Rudy Gobert trade. Um, I, I, I think they should be active. I think a team would definitely still be able to talk themselves into Carl Anthony Towns being like a missing piece, a, a second or third guy to the right squad. Uh, and, I've, yep. and I'm with Trey. I, like, I don't think it, whether it's Chris Finch or not, I just don't think this is going to win you a bunch of playoff series. And I'm not even sure Cat is like built to win a bunch of playoff series, if I'm being honest. So I'm a little worried, too, of the run-it-back scenario. Fine. I don't want Anthony Edwards to sour. I don't want him to be like, what the hell? This guy doesn't have the dog in him or whatever. What am I doing here? What are we doing? Um, that would be my only, like, my real reservation of like, okay, let's just see what they can do at the start of next season. I don't I just like, you've got, it, we've basically seen this guy, he can, he can lead a team. He's going to need a lot of help around him. He's still super, super young. He still makes mistakes, but. You just have a lot more faith in Anthony Edwards being uh, the cornerstone of her team than than maybe ever even Cat has showed you, especially when it comes to playoff series and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's clear who the number one option is. I think Cat knows too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's positive. He's just got to play better. And <laughs> Cat's become the Wiggins. It's weird. Yeah. Anthony Wiggins. Or Anthony Wiggins. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins was there, and I was like, well, clearly it's become Carl Anthony Towns. I think Andrew Wiggins is fine with him being the number one guy. And now it is completely flipped. Mm-hmm. Too many smiles. <laughs> we'll see uh, we'll see who's even making that decision I see uh, I guess it was Rap Stallion saying it would be pretty wild if Tim Connolly makes that Rudy Gobert deal and then leaves yeah holy crap 
<laughs> which is, you know, appearing to be one of the worst trades over the last little while. It's like when it's I had like, the turbo sorry, team, had the turbo team over to install a toilet for me. <laughs> Came in, ruined my toilet, put in a one with a fart hole, and just left. Yeah, yeah, jumped on my couch. <laughs> yeah, brutal. Um, and, we'll see. and have part ownership of that toilet. House. Like Tim Connolly has part ownership of, true, of the yeah. Timberwolves. Mm, weird. Yeah, that is weird. If if he was to to leave, it'd be pretty amazing. If we find out that these thousands of toilets in the uh, Intuit mm. Dome are all like uh, mm. uh, joke fart hole toilets. <laughs> Somebody screwed up in ordering. Has this happened to you? <laughs> You're building a billion dollar arena, bragging about the toilets, and they all got tiny holes in them. Has this happened to you? Oh man! <laughs> Sometimes it feels like urinals are those tiny holes. Toilets <laughs> are holes in urinals getting smaller and smaller. I think so. Let us know down below. Oh, okay. Because it's not only regular toilets where they have this this record number of toilets. That includes urinals. It's urinals. Okay. Oh, they're included in the count. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, good. Uh, we had some more award news last <laughs> night. Uh, the Magic forward Paolo Bancaro was named the overwhelming winner of the NBA's Rookie of the Year Award. Rookie of the Year Award. Uh, Bancaro dominated the voting. 98 of 100 first place votes. 494 out of a possible 500 points. Um, followed in the voting by Jalen Williams, a.k.a. J-Dub, and Jazz Center Walker Kessler. And Kessler actually got those remaining two first place votes. Um, no surprise here. Uh, I assume from you guys, unless maybe you're a little shocked that Walker Kessler got two first place votes and that he wasn't unanimous, Pella, or no, or do you care? Uh, well, yeah, I, well, there was the, uh, the, the tally man, uh, I forget his name. The, the person who has been tallying these votes, Froze, Froze, Chris Froze, Chris Froze, Something who has like been, who's yeah. been tallying it from, uh, the, the people who actually have votes oh, in, and okay. they've come out and said on podcasts or, or written form, Hey, I voted for this guy. So. We knew that there was one vote okay. from Andy Larson of the Salt Lake Tribune, if, right. I, if I am correct, for Walker for Kessler. Kessler. Uh, Who's w- the mysterious second vote? Yeah, who knows? I would saying. have loved if Andy Larson was the lone voter because then he would be labeled as the guy who voted for his hometown player. Just like our Chuck Swirsky, when he was broadcaster <laughs> for the Toronto Raptors, right. he gave Andrea Bargnani rookie of the year vote and everybody else everybody else yep. everybody else gave it to LaMarcus Aldridge right, right, right. in this instance I guess Andy Larson got uh, he got lucky or maybe not yeah, it's uh, probably going to be another uh, Utah person probably. who voted for Walker Kessler yeah who was could very be. impactful obviously but it could be but I, I don't know that for sure um, truth, truth but anyways do you want to be the person I mean it gets it's good in notoriety I guess. Do you want to be the person who didn't give the first place vote to the guy who definitely <laughs> deserved it? Uh, but yeah, Jalen Williams, a clear second. Yeah. Um, when when all is said and done, but Paolo Banquero, a clear first. Twenty points per game, seven boards, four assists. Third Magic player to win Rookie of the Year, joining Shaq and uh, Mike Miller, who I don't know if you guys saw the uh, pregame show last night before the Hawks Celtics when they were giving the award to Paolo Banquero. They had a great photo of Mike Miller when he won it. <laughs> You should see the lapels on the collared <laughs> shirt Mike Miller was wearing. Like, you know, it feels like a joke. It's like he won it in the 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. Early 2000s? Yeah, he was. It's, he it's, was it the, was wild. It was insane, the size of the lapel. Like, it looks like the 70s. Like, it, it was a, I gotta a power find look. This. I got to find this big old shirt. Anyway, and, and Mike Miller owned, is uh, the um, agent of uh, yes, Hello yes, Bancaro. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm with Tess. I'm, I'm surprised that... Not surprised that it wasn't unanimous uh, for Paolo because we knew about the, the Walker-Kessler vote previously. But even when that was uh, a minor scandal... Andy Larson was having to defend himself with screen assist numbers, with uh, advanced statistic numbers. I was thinking, this doesn't matter. Jalen Williams is going to get a first place vote. Somebody's got to vote for him as rookie of the year. Interesting. Because he was so good in the second half of yeah. the season. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Thunder made it to the play-in tournament, won a game there, and he was a huge part of it. Also was solid through the first half of the season. Just really turned it on as the year went on. I thought he would pick up at least a first place vote, mm-hmm. but... Paolo was the guy, and to me, he kind of won Rookie of the Year in the very first game of the season when he had that sick dunk against the Pistons. Yeah. It's like, well, that guy's going to win Rookie of the Year. He continued to play well throughout the season, lost his jump shot midway through, but still good enough uh, to take home the trophy. Scored at least 20 points 40 times and at least six, uh, 30 points six times Bancaro did. Yeah, he did have that really bad stretch there where he couldn't hit a three to save his life. Single digit percentages yeah, i think was, uh, in february maybe it was rough but uh obviously a, a well-deserved rookie of the year here and uh i'm with you i thought i don't think it would have been i don't even know if it's that big a deal people will have forgotten about this by next week but the walker kessler getting two first place votes and then j-dub getting none like if 90 went to paolo and five went to jalen and then a couple more to walker kessler like first place everyone been like okay that's fine people are like eh, that's, but it's because uh, not only is he not unanimous, but yeah, none going to J-Dub and the two going to the guy that finished third. I'm like, hold on. Especially one of them being obviously from the Salt Lake area. And we'll find out where that second one's from, but it's a little favoritism little right there. But Jalen Williams ended up finishing second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When all is said and done. So he is the runner-up. And more importantly, Tim Bontemps, correct. One, Tim. two, three, again. Six for six. They've nailed it. He knows it. But that means Jokic is going to win MVP if you go by this ESPN article that I keep alluding to. There's no way. There's just no possible way, right? Simply no way. <laughs> or is oh there? Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Anyway, uh, also according to Tim Bontemps, the all-NBA, all-defense, and all-rookie teams, along with that MVP, which we still don't know, will be unveiled later this postseason. But why wait when it comes to the all-rookie teams? Let's just name them. Let's I don't want to wait. Let's just do it. The first one is so easy. The all-rookie first team, it's Paolo, it's Jalen Williams, it's Walker Kessler, and then it's probably Keegan Murray <laughs> and Benedict Matherin. You can make a case for Jaden Ivey, for sure. But uh, if you if he's not on the first team, then he's going to be obviously on the second team. But I'm going to go with Bancaro, J-Dub, Kessler, Murray, and Matherin. Any issues? That's my top five. Okay, that's good. good. That's, that's, an, easy, that's an easy top five. I know. Okay. Ma- yeah, Matherin fell off in terms of percentages, and maybe that would sway people, but uh, they're still good Yeah, yeah. when all is said and done. And, yeah, he had a better year than Ivy's, which is what it comes down to. But I think Keegan Murray is kind of even somewhat overlooked in terms of the, the top three discussion. He should have been up there with Walker Kessler easily in the, in the top three, uh, I think. Uh, he had a he had a phenomenal year. Set the rookie record for most three pointers made in a season. Yeah. Shot over forty percent. Obviously on a winning team too. Yeah, he uh, he's deserving of a first team. All right, all rookie. Second team. There are many more names to talk yourself into. I went with Jaden Ivy as a no brainer. Jalen Duran, his teammate there. Uh, you know, obviously looks like an athletic freak, pick and roll finisher there, go getter type of rebounder. Jamari Smith Jr., 
I'm going to include. Now, I think there's going to be a lot of love for his teammate, Tari Eason, uh, especially what he does defensively. Jabari Smith Jr., though, started very, very slow. I think at one point, maybe he was the worst shooter in the league. That started to tick up over the season, and as he got more comfortable with the NBA game and his position within that team, he had actually really good numbers over the final quarter of the season, the final 20 games or so. I, so I'm going to include him here. And what he's doing, he's doing against the starters in the NBA. You know, Tari Eason, the majority of his stuff coming against second units. So I'm going to go Jabari Smith Jr. I got Jeremy Sohan on the list. Now, he only played 56 games for the Spurs, but uh, a really uh, electric player, does a whole lot of everything. I mean, you talk about the hustle. You see, you see the you see the the Rodman esque, uh, you know, even Draymond esque a little bit. The way he moves around out there and is always just diving for everything. So I'm going to include him. And then the last spot, I went with Andrew Nemhard. The numbers do not jump off the page at you, but that guy can run an offense. And for a rookie point guard, man, uh, a rookie guard, he really can takes care of the ball. Has a really good assist turnover ratio and all that. So I'll put him there. So Ivy Duran. Jabari Smith Jr., Sohan, and Nemhard. That's who I had on the second team. Anyone else you wanted to go to bat for on the all-rookie second team? I would be saying Tari Eason okay. over yep. Jalen Duran. Duran I didn't necessarily uh, consider. He was the, basically the bench big uh, for the Pistons, and they just kept bringing in guys to play over him. Very, very weird choices uh, from the Pistons. I thought he had a fine season. Just I thought Eason did a little bit more. Sure. What about this, guys, that I would include? Uh, Shaden Sharp, he scored a lot because there was a lot of shots to be had. A.J. Griffin, I thought, was a solid player. I'm with you. Nembard should be on the second team. And Christian Brown is another guy who I'd throw into a what-about-this-guy conversation because he stayed in the rotation for the best seat team in the Western Conference the entire year. Rookies playing major roles. That's good to me. Yep. The only other two what-about-this-guys, uh, Malachi Branham, 20th pick for the Spurs. Actually pretty solid. The more opportunity he got as the season went on for them, he played well. And uh, love having a guy named Mark in the league. Mark Williams. <laughs> he only played 43 games, so he's not going to make one of these all-rookie teams. But he averaged 12-10 in his 17 starts when they finally sort of went to him. Shot 64% as a, as a big guy in the middle for the Hornets there. But uh, you nailed all the other what about this, guys? <laughs> Good guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, nailed, you nailed them. There are zero more what about this, guys? I think they're all done. Well, the deep, the, who's the deepest? Who's he already said Christian I mean, Brown. Mark, Mark Williams is a pretty that's a that's deep pretty one. Deep. He only played half yeah, the Alakad season. Alakad Branham's a, a deep also one. David Roddy? Okay, sure. Feels like he's been around forever. <laughs> uh, final piece of news here. This is good news. ABC's broadcast of Game 4 between the Kings and Warriors recorded the largest audience for a first-round NBA playoff game in 21 years, Tass. ESPN announced this yesterday. Uh, the broadcast averaged 7.5 million viewers and peaked with 10.4 million viewers during that uh, 6 p.m. Eastern quarter hour. Shout out to Nielsen. <laughs> uh, most watched first round game since April 2002 when we're talking Kobe and Shaq going against the Blazers. So this is great. <laughs> we're always talking about ratings are down. Ratings suck. Yeah, so what happened? People good. are watching TV again? <laughs> well, Kings it was Warriors, the sweet baby. spot. ABC game. 3.30 p.m. Eastern, eyeballs, baby. Yep. Also, Steph Curry. People love Steph Curry. I saw yeah. this tweet, this stat going around on Twitter yesterday. Since 2015, 27 NBA games have drawn over 14 million viewers, and Steph Curry was in all 27 of them. He is the most entertaining superstar in the league well, right now, for the past decade, I would say. Uh, Sports Media Watch says the Kings Warriors series accounts for four of the ten largest NBA audiences this season. 
three Christmas games, a couple Lakers-Grizzlies playoff games here, and then the Clippers-Suns game one. So, yeah, Kings-Warriors, must-watch television. People get it. And maybe that game four, too. Yeah, great spot there on the weekend, but we had the Draymond Green uh, suspension. Maybe that piques a little more interest with the casual fans and stuff like that. Ooh, the Warriors, they could be down 3-1. People love dynasties, too. Dynasties To see whether they can continue or falter, so... This is good. Good news. Way to watch basketball. <laughs> Keep doing it. Yeah, the the, the the you said it's the first uh, first game that got this number in 21 years. The first highest, round. Uh, highest yeah. in, in 21 years. Yeah, since 02. The one that it passed was Warriors-Rockets, an, another Curry game 2016. in 2016. Yeah. Now, Sports Media Watch goes into detail and says that uh, out of home – viewing wasn't included back in 2016 it is now mm. so you're in your bar and stuff like that so to be fair sports media watch doing a great job to be fair that number would be higher than this king's warriors game so tvs are still tv watching still down but um you know we're getting technical here but i'm just saying that out that number would have been out of home viewing wasn't included nielsen couldn't couldn't measure that back in the uh, in the sixteens. <laughs> this guy's back uh, in the teens. like uh, who watches the Watchmen right now? <laughs> Which sports media member watches the sports media watch? I like it. Yeah, no, they, I mean, they they wrote it. They did a great a great job here, telling us that if you're watching in Whataburger in 2016, you weren't included in the ratings. Can you they have TVs in Whataburger? Yeah, I don't I don't think so, but. <laughs> I used to have TVs in uh, Pizza Pizza. <laughs> we used to see our guy Mo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But it oh, just yeah. got the in-house. So it was just the... Just yeah. Wow. In-house ratings. Didn't yeah. we get... Did we get... Did we talk to somebody once at Pizza Pizza about being on that? Am I crazy? We talked to somebody summer? at Rogers... Oh. Who would pipe us into Pizza Pizza. Oh, piping up pizza. <laughs> we could only dream of being on Pizza Pizza TV. <laughs> yeah, Pizza Pizza, a large chain in Canada. Yeah. Just would broadcast in-house you know, promotional stuff. They didn't have cable. They would just you had a TV okay. on there. <laughs> would you rather... Would you rather... Closed circuit. ...be airing on uh, Pizza Pizza TV or gas stations, uh, all right? Stadium, a little baby. Or... Cabs. New oh, York City cabs. <laughs> oh, cabs uh, in cabs. a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I think cabs, it's cabs too. It's cabs, yeah. Oh, yeah, the gas What's station ones uh, are the worst. Maria, Maria no. Menounos oh, has it all. She's everywhere. Lot, she's all over every gas station I'm at, <laughs> every cab I'm in. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Pizza Pizza. She has a... She has a tap to your call. Yeah. I, I, MM does PP. <laughs> M.M. giving some trivia to kids before uh, Mario Party. Did you see that? Not Mario, the new Mario Bros. movie. Did you see that? Yeah, I didn't I have did. a Maria Menounos. She does question. all this type of stuff. Yes, she does. She must be just making a ton of cash. Of course she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's the like flirting with queen. wrestling there for a bit, too. I don't know if she still it's does been that. been in the game for years. She sits uh, <laughs> courtside at the Celtics games a lot. That's right. Wow. Still a yeah. absolute bombshell. Yeah. How old is she at this point? I feel like she's been around for... She's got great Greek roots. That's why. Um, she's got the weirdest laugh of all time. I've never heard her laugh. Oh, she's only 44. I thought she was older. Okay. No, I've never heard her laugh. Google, Google Mar- Maria Menounos laugh. Is it Kawhi-like? No. No, no. <laughs> okay. I can't describe Menounos. it. I literally can't describe it. Oh, she might be having a baby. Congratulations. Oh, congrats, Maria. 
Uh, all right. Let's all right. It. Here's a question. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the speakers at gas stations. Uh, oh, well, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always loud. It's, it's a great call. It's not the, an ideal viewing experience. <laughs> but apparently, Maria Menounos is on screen at a gas station. Gas station screens in more than 28,000 locations. Jesus, wow. man. This Are one... there more cabs in New York City? Yeah. Ooh. Than 28,000? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> That's yeah. where you want to be, then. How many cabs? 28,000 <laughs> cabs, really? I don't know. It's, it's I mean, they, a got, city a lot, that never they got a lot of people. Oh, no. Nope. 14,000-ish 14, okay. taxis in New York City. But you're in a cab way longer than pumping gas. Yeah. So That's a great it's call. more of a captive audience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, I was in an Uber in Boston when I was there, and uh, Beth, in the back seat, this thing, there was a screen, and she was doing, she was basically doing trivia with our driver. Huh. So he has like inputted like his hobbies and like, <laughs> like, and she's like, so what's your favorite hobby? Like we were testing him because he'd like put it in so long ago. He's like, ah, oh, you know, going out. They're like, no, it's not what you said. Wait, they're quizzing him on himself. (laughs) Yes, quiz. Well, we were. I don't know. I I wasn't in the back seat. I couldn't see. Couldn't tell you what it looked like. But (laughs) she she was like, no, that's not your hobby. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh yeah yeah yeah. Hold on, it's really generic. Traveling. We're like, yeah, it's traveling. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's take a final break. When we come back, Tess has tweet of the night, and we'll look ahead to tonight's. Four games on the NBA schedule. Don't go anywhere. Selling a little? Yeah. Cha-ching. Or a lot? (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling savory sausages or offering ostentatious oddities, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash no dunks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash no dunks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash no dunks. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash no dunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. 
Trust in Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. All right, back here in the Classic Factory, our guy Jerome chiming in in our Slack channel that he once shot and edited a video that showed up on Tim Horton's TV. And that was a big deal. And then we were debating what's bigger, being on Tim Horton's TV or Pizza Pizza TV. And I think Jerome is right. I believe it is Tim Horton's TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bigger credit. It's not even close. Tim Horton's made its way to the U.S., many more locations, I assume. Pizza Pizza, Ontario only? Is that possible? Uh, I'm not sure. It has a bad rap, too. Yeah. It's it's a garbage pizza. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, as a man who has eaten it many times, it is a piece of uh, shit pizza. I'm but not, I'm not going to... In fact... Did you see what they did recently? I thought I don't know if it was one of these like uh, you know viral marketing jokes almost, but at Pizza Pizza you can buy a little like paint roller to take your sauce and roll it on your pizza. Oh, I slice. did see that. I thought that was an April Fool's thing. <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. Like literally pizza a paint pizza roller, like a tiny yeah. little pizza ro- uh, paint roller that you can uh, take your ranch dressing or whatever and. Spread it evenly on your pizza pizza. Oh, You're really looking at it? Yeah, it Nip roller. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. Uh, pizza pizza, though, they made a major mistake. They were never going to be able to cross over to the States. Yeah, Little Caesars. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That is a big issue. That'd be like somebody naming their pizza place, Nobody Out Pizzas, Us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're stuck. <laughs> Damn it! They had the best jingle though, because you everybody knows the the phone number back in the day nine six seven eleven eleven. Call pizza pizza. pizza. Hey hey hey! hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's a right. good name. It's a good name. Hey, what the are name they? is Pizza Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great name. What do, you, what do they what have they there, Tess? Uh, the thing is, everybody goes for the TV. <laughs> Pizza sucks. TV's great, though. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet. Uh. Podcast listeners, this isn't for you. It's definitely a visual tweet for the YouTubers, but I will explain as best I can, the man who was once on THTV, Black Dragon Rolled, <laughs> Jerome Chang, tweeted this yesterday. Oh, it's one. a great Hawks tweet, great meme execution. If you know the meme, there's a gentleman <laughs> by a car uh, who pretends that he's hurt. He's got, he's got a jacket on. He's, he's bending over. Ah! So Jerome threw Trey Young's face on that man. Ah, call an ambulance. And then he reveals he's got a gun. But not for me! Perfect <laughs> scenario with, 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 with the Hawks. Celtic. I felt like it was over for, this, for the Hawks. Felt like it was done in five. But, baby, we're going to six. Cool. And, and the tweet is Hawks in yeah, seven. Yeah. Jerome, confident. We're getting a little Zaza Pachulia. We're going to game seven, baby. Yeah, baby. Tim Hortons are coming down here to Georgia. I'm going to 
ask some people if we can get that meme on THTV. <laughs> are they Are they really? They're coming all the way down here? Oh, yeah. yeah. It ain't no pizza pizza chain. It's got legs. You'll be ha- <laughs> you'll be having Tim Beebs before you know it. Oh, wow. I don't think it's going to work. It's going to fail. Think that, Tim Hortons is going to fail here in Georgia? I I I think so. Yeah. <laughs> why? Just know. why? <laughs> you know, you got your Dunkins, you got your sure. Starbucks, Over-saturated. and also listen. I don't think Americans here in Atlanta they don't like drive through. They don't go for the coffee. It's not like it's not cold here. It's not cold enough. Yeah, Tim Hortons though. So you're saying they don't my, go go to drive throughs for coffee, and that's Tim Hortons' specialty? I guess. Well, see, Tim Hortons over the last, I don't know, decade at least, they used to just be coffees. Yeah. Timbits. Donuts, of course. You know, some breakfast items. Crullers. Right. You can buy fucking everything at Tim Hortons now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they just got Everything. They have every product now. Well, they just need one. The the iced cappuccino can get you down here. You just need a cold, sugary beverage. You're right, J.D., about the hot beverages, the cold, sugaries. It's just a hard sell getting people away from Dunkin's to go to Tim Hortons. Do you think Dunkin's is the most popular down here? No. (laughs) I don't see it. That's a thing. I don't see a lot of like Dunkin's or that kind of thing. There seems to be an opening. There seems to be an opportunity. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not going there. Unless unless THTV is on. Uh, Tim Hortons television. Is that a thing? That- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was Canadian. I thought I would know that. Yeah, yeah because they redid there. a bunch of the stores, right? And they'd have like suddenly there was like a fireplace in a Tim Hortons, and right. everybody could sit around and watch Tim Hortons yeah. TV together. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know because because other coffee shops were taken over. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Trend, yeah. Coffee time. Coffee time. Tim Hortons. I think nice a, I think time. the uh, the biggest competitor for Tim Hortons is McDonald's. In Canada, mm. just for the breakfasts and stuff. They need to bring coffee time down here. <laughs> no, that they don't. piece of shit place <laughs> where you can still smoke in it, I'm Oof. convinced. That's a good that idea. Might, that might fly down here. Get it yeah. out in southern Georgia. Smoky donuts. Time. There's nothing like a smoky <laughs> sour cream glaze. Smoked donuts. <laughs> uh, all right. Great tweet of the night from our own guy, Jerome. Busy schedule tonight. Three teams, the Knicks, the Lakers, and sort of inexplicably, the Miami Heat, have closeout opportunities, right? They can wrap up their series uh, on the road, all three of those teams. And then the nightcap is our first pivotal game five of the playoffs. Warriors, Kings in Sacramento. It'll be fascinating to see how De'Aaron Fox plays with the little you know, splint there on his fractured finger. But yeah, four games on here. Tonight, Tess. It's a, it's a lot. And we have Survivor to watch somehow. That might be a tomorrow morning watch. But anyway, um, do you think of those first three, any of them end? Knicks, Lakers, or Heat? Are they wrapping it up in five? I know nothing. I cannot predict a thing, but none of these series end tonight. Whoa. Nah. Whoa. Whoa. The Bucks Whoa. ain't dying. No, I don't think the Cavs are dying either. The Grizzlies? Grizzlies? Well, I can talk myself into them winning. I can talk, but I can also talk myself into them losing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Braun and AD finally put their stamp offensively onto one of these games and really take over because otherwise I think the Grizzlies, they've got home court pride. It's a very good home court team. Toughest thing to do, man. Put a team away yeah. for good to close that coffin door and throw the dirt on it. So That's right. Do you believe in any of those teams uh, 
you know, being able to do it to actually wrap up a series in five. I've got belief in all of these teams. <laughs> Bucks, I'm expecting a huge Giannis game, his best game at the playoffs, should be tonight. You got to hope that either the Chris Middleton Ferris wheel or the Drew Holiday Ferris wheel is on the up and up because it was on the down and down uh, in game four, unfortunately. I got a little faith in Cleveland as well. They were better, uh, certainly, in the first two games playing in Cleveland. They were super tough in game two. They were not tough at all in games three and four. They need to get that game two intensity back, and they need Donovan Mitchell to put the team on his back and really carry him to a victory. Memphis is the team I would have the least confidence in just because they're the most banged up, mm-hmm. I think. But we've seen John Morant have some pretty solid performances against the Lakers. We just saw a great Desmond Bain game. They just kind of need to put both of them together. And like you're saying, Tass, Memphis has been really good at home, and this is a must-win game against a hated opponent. So with the road team leading 3-1 in those three series, and we got a pivotal game five tonight, oh. could be a classic. Could be a classic Wednesday evening. We're on a nice little two-run stretch here of, of playoff uh, basketball. Obviously, last night's games were all fairly close and some big performances, and then the one before that, we had Monday the Jimmy Butler time. and all, and, right. uh, and that huge game. So, yeah, hopefully it continues for three nights in a row. We'll be back here at 10 a.m. to talk about all of these games tonight and any of the NBA news. Um, I was thinking last night that all three series would wrap up in five games, but obviously the Hawks said, no, no, no. Sorry, Janet. We're going to play one more here in Atlanta. So, because I think all three are going to extend tonight, that means one of them is going to end. So who's going to go into the other team's barn and get it done? Is it the Knicks? Is it the Lakers, like you guys are saying, maybe the most likely? Or is it uh, is it Miami Heat, man? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. But I'll be watching. And then we got a game five between the Warriors and Kings, which could feel oh. like uh, you know whoever wins this, it is pivotal for a reason, could potentially go on to win the series. My God, can't wait. Join us tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, also, new No Bunts is up on the Athletic Baseball Show feed. A little film session? You better believe it. We watched Facing Nolan, Nolan Ryan's documentary that came out last oh, year. I used to love Nolan Ryan. Is it good? It was good. Okay, good. So you guys are talking about that. You, Joel, JD, Tassie. Also, I mean, I should have said this off the top, but look at this fire jersey on Tassimelis. This bought a baseball jersey. Custom. Yeah, you you bought a Shiv Roy jersey or Shiv Roy shirt uh, recently. I bought a baseball jersey. You know, this is my first baseball jersey. Never had a Paul Molitor. That's a that's a custom it. too. A you custom. can't buy that in stores. I just never got into baseball jerseys oh, as a, a kid. I just, it just never. It just never. I loved baseball. It's my my first real love were the Blue Jays. I collected every card. I collected every sticker. But basketball jerseys were the jerseys. Did you start baseball oh, jerseys? I just, I just yeah. didn't, didn't like how they felt. I don't want to button. I was gonna say, I'd rather I had so many more hockey jerseys than I had. Mm. Interesting. I was gonna, I was gonna say, here's a theory. There were cheaper and more readily available NBA jerseys, and mm. here in the states, at least, NFL jerseys than baseball jerseys. Because they would have, like, the champion, you know, like, the cheap mesh. That baseball jerseys awesome. were high quality. Baseball jerseys are more high quality. Yeah. Got to have some stitching on there yeah. uh, to make it look legit. So maybe that's why. Because I'm with you. I'm like, I had NFL jerseys when I was a kid, NBA jerseys, but not a lot of baseballs. I I don't know. Yeah, Incredibly, price, when I was, like, 10 probably. years old, had an Atlanta Braves jersey. I've seen a picture. A gray one. Yeah. I mean, I was a huge Deion Sanders fan, so I guess that was the reason why I had it. Uh, guys, go check out No Bunts. Check out No Buffs tomorrow. Enjoy Survivor if you're into that. And again, we'll be back here to break down all four of these games and series 
tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Yeah, I should probably be better at promoting stuff. No Buts is on the Athletic Baseball Show feed weekly. Find it there. Also, Luke Samansky designed this jersey. He designed some incredible jerseys. Luke Design 91 on Instagram. Great store. That is fire. Brace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.